0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Dude, I need to go. We need to take the guy who responded on Twitter. Let's let's take him to the uh take him to the beach. And we'll see, you'll see Tom Brady out there throwing the Nerf ball to like his son. Yep. And he's gonna be like, hey, what the f are you doing, man? Yep. Hey, get on the field. You take this seriously. What are you doing? What you're a playing nerf, professional football and now. You're playing with a Nerf ball with these little kids. What are you doing, man? You're having fun with your family?
2: Yep. That's Twitter. That's Twitter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam.
1: (laughs) And I can't keep a straight face, no matter what. No matter what. I can't, ever. (gasps) I I literally just got an email. I just got an email. And it says... um. Hello, open bracket, influencer name, close yes. bracket. My name is Veritas. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, you fucked up your you fucked up your uh your little script. Yeah, the like They're autofill. Oh, oh god. Poor, poor <laughs> guy. He's like he must be like an intern or something. Hello? Hello influencer name.
2: Influencer name, I'm Veritas. Now if that's not I mean, you just <laughs> sign the contract, whatever it is, you just say I'm in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also <laughs> said um, the sponsorship opportunity for October. Follow, Want to follow up to see if you had a chance to review our sponsorship opportunity for the month of October? Yeah, yeah I did. I sure. And it's did. November, so what do you think? What I, do you
2: think you can glean from that information? Oh my!
1: Influencer name is not interested.
2: God, bro, that's incredible. That's incredible.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. So, so what's going on? Oh, I mean, not a whole lot in the Tarky world. We had the Sanitar event that ended. DMZ came out yesterday. I'm sure you played that. Tarkov's dead. Tarkov is officially dead, bro.
1: Rest in peace. January 17th, 2009 to whatever the insert current date.
2: Yesterday, 2022. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, F to pay respects. Yep. Yeah, it's actually funny (coughs) because it's been the exact opposite of like... Well, dude, we'll get to it. Oh, my God. But in Tarkov land, uh, nothing happened. The Sanitar event ended. I don't know if you saw. They did. So, like, the event ended up being super fun and one of the most widely enjoyed events. It was one of those things where it was so localized and so localized even on customs that if you had customs quests to go to dorms, you were going to be there by yourself. So, like, if if you're somebody who doesn't want the Chad PvP, You could go to any other map or anywhere else on Customs and basically do your quests. If you do want the PvP, there was a centralized location with no, like, bullcrap shenanigans on, like, yeah, but you're also going to spawn with three limbs blacked out. And it was just like, PvP, they didn't add HP to the bosses, they just added extra guards, and, it like, from what I could tell, everybody was like... It's simple. That's all we've ever wanted. Like, just give, you know, end, end wipe. Just give us the PvP catalyst, and it's fun. So, like, it seemed like everybody was really digging it, and, like, a bunch of people got their quest done because they couldn't get Sanitar to spawn on Shoreline, and so it was super fun. It was a fun, I mean, it was just, like, shenanigans, viewer kits, budget kits, Chad kits. Like, it was just fun. And then when that event was still going on, they released another one of those cryptic Russian messages, and it was, like, something was about... It in a bottle no (laughs) it was um and it was like um uh what did it say it was something like like sanitar's office like we're gonna go investigate sanitar's office so everybody was like oh check labs check shoreline and then the next but nothing happened and the sanitar event was still happening as normal and then like the next day the whole event just ended so like they didn't release the note and end the event. They released the note and kind of teased the second part of the event, but then the event never changed, but then the next day they just ended the event. So that was confusing. But it's over. And then, you know, other than that, there's I mean, literally nothing going on in Tarkov. The event was cool. The event is over. And here we are. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, but I did see, obviously, we got the we got uh Warzone two and DMZ released yesterday. Did you? Uh, I saw you posted a video today, and I watched like 10 seconds of it, but I've been so busy today. Tell me about your experience in the DMZ.
1: Yeah, so I... Uh, <clears throat> I'm so I, interested. I, of course, played solo. Yeah. As, as is usually the case. Yeah, of course. Case. Um, <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun. Um, it was definitely... It, it felt... <laughs> A lot like how it used to feel when I was playing PUBG back in the day. Yeah. Where it was like, um, I could compete with, you know, a bunch of people, but like winning is, is like that hard, you know? Yeah. Extracting wasn't as difficult as like winning a game in PUBG. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely, (laughs) uh, definitely uh, challenging. Um, I think I maybe X filled two times. One of them was like I got a really sick like LMG and That's like dope. some others and it had like a full backpack and was like I'm just I'm and the thing was like three hundred meters away, I'm like, I'm just gonna go and I just like left. I was yeah. in there for like three minutes. Yeah. Um the the second time it was like a decent raid. Like a decent normal raid. Um yeah, I think that was probably it. I think I exfilled those two those two times didn't end up like getting a whole bunch of stuff. I think yeah. I just wanted to exfil. <laughs> yeah. So, um then the the one of the third like potential candidates I literally fought like what felt like a thousand of the AI. Bro looted like a million things. There was a dead a dead body. I I literally only got to loot one dead like PMC body, like yeah. player body, and it was someone else killed them. I I got a few kills, but it was always like the first out of a three man, and I just got wrecked. Yeah, by it. yeah. Um, <coughs> because the sound is good, but it's it's really ambiguous. Like not it's not yeah. ambiguous, but it's really quiet. Like, yeah, yeah. Like footsteps, it's so and stuff. subtle yeah. is it, pretty subtle. Um, so after looting all of that stuff and i'm i'm like i don't even know at this point how to exfil i think this was like i I think this was early yeah um and i'm like asking chat like how do i exfil i'm trying to figure out like what do i do i go over to the green smoke i hit f there's like 45 seconds left on the timer and then the the radiation comes in and right as the helicopter is about to come in the radiation sweeps over the zone and it says oh sorry not gonna exfil here you gotta go elsewhere so i'm running along the edge of the radiation slowly dying no ammo, so I ended up dying to just some AI because I couldn't make it out. Yeah, every time I go down, I could like crawl to safety, but I can't get up. Yeah, you don't have a teammate. Yeah, if I don't have the self revive thing, you just don't. You just can't get yourself up. Um, yep. So, so yeah, and then the the, the final the final one, which is how the video both starts and ends. <laughs> um, I I like grab a helicopter. I did like a mission. I had like you know however many. Th- thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um like gold bars and like just a whole bunch of more valuable (laughs) stuff than I had ever seen. Um and (laughs) stole a helicopter, ended up getting chased down. They're like, oh you you're you're getting chased by an enemy. Oh, an enemy squad. Yeah. It no no no. It would it was like an event kind of thing where like a boss in a helicopter chased me so i like yeah landed in the middle of like this compound and I, I had the rpk and and i literally have like i just cut it all together so it was like <laughs> 700 shots of me just going <laughs> at the at the the helicopter it went down so there's a big crate that you yeah. get on the top um and i got like a p90 um, now up until this point, I basically had used like three stock guns and then I had just been, and then I yeah. died with all of the things I never exfil with anything. So I was using the free gear, which is basically randomly generated yep. garbage, you yep. know, like a pistol and a shotgun or whatever. Um, so I was like P90 and then there was like, um, um, six sniper rifle and a whole bunch of yeah. other stuff. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I go 900 meters, uh, away to, uh, to the nearest x fill the timer's ticking down. Calling the helicopter. Helicopter lands. I run on the back of the helicopter, and it's three, two, one. Someone runs into the helicopter, and it goes one, four, three, and they they shoot me, and I'm crawling in the helicopter as it's two, one, and they kill me with one second left in the helicopter as I exfil, and they jumped off the helicopter.
2: <laughs> they jumped off to loot you. <laughs> I'm assuming
1: my body like fell through the helicopter. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, when someone jumps on the helicopter resets the timer, which is really fucking cool when you're
2: solo. Yeah. That's I was also oh, when I was
1: running. You because you can't free look. Yeah, if you turn, you're slowing down. So I'm like, I'm just gonna run. I wish like, you
2: could free look, yeah.
1: Yeah. Eyes forward, I'm gonna run. And right before I got on the ramp, I was getting shot, but there was AI around Everywhere. Me, so I thought yeah. it was AI, but this was a player. So once I got on the helicopter, I was like, Oh, thank God. Three, two, one, basically take my hands off the mouse and yep. keyboard. And then all of a sudden the timer's at four and I'm and I'm dead. It was the Damn. most like I alt F forward and was like, Okay, Mom, I'll play this again another time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. After all the pressure of like all of that <laughs> time and the stress and being like, I have good shit and I'm gonna, you know. Um so yeah, I don't even really know like Yeah, it's like I take stuff out. I haven't didn't play long enough to get the insurance. Yeah, I didn't take out any player guns.
2: So, yeah, no, it's really I mean, it's really interesting. I played for 15 hours yesterday. I just like it's it is just ridiculous amounts of fun. Um, But yeah, it is really interesting. I, I will say like it's got it's it's an interesting kind of like. Um, I don't know, man, it's it's so fun. So like taking stuff out of raid. It doesn't really do anything. Like, so you had that P ninety, you had some gold bars, you had all that stuff. Like, if you had extracted, you would have extracted with the your the guns. Everything else on your person would have become XP. That's all those Mm -hmm. gold bars, all the cash, all of that. Like, it just becomes XP. You level up, you're back in your stash, and you have the guns and and guns and then the the things that don't the things that persist are your armor vest, if you have a kill streak, the self revive kit if you had one, and a gas mask. Those things won't turn into XP. You'll have those. And so it's really interesting because in, in the more I played it, the more in a lot of ways I see some like the way I've been explaining it is like DMZ is like 70% Call of Duty and Warzone, 15% Tarkov and 15% like DayZ. And that sounds weird. But like in DayZ, what's the end game? There is no end game, right? It's like your life. Your life is the end game. How long can I live? You
1: have a kind of an ephemeral, temp- temporary-ish yes, kind of relationship with stash. your
2: person. Yeah, because you just yeah. like, boom. So what's interesting is that like a, a lot more of the gameplay loop than I thought is, is like you can basically like take your DayZ character and roll it into your next raid, where it's like I found, if you found, if you have a three plate vest, a large backpack, a gas mask, a self revive kit and a kill streak going into your next raid. All you have to do is quest or PVP. You have mm-hmm. the things, everything else you take out turns into XP and it's a really good XP grind. By the way, it took me like I, I, it took me probably 20 or 30 hours of call of duty to, to get to level 15 or sorry, to get to level 55, because the level the level is consistent through Warzone, DMZ, and multiplayer. That's just your freaking level. And I was using, I had 10 hours of double XP tokens, and it took me like 30 hours to get to level 55. I'm level 99 after my 15-hour play session. The, the XP is insanely good, so it is a good way to level up, and so extracting, the more stuff you extract with, the more XP you get, the more XP you so, get, wait, the, so the are guns.
1: Is, the XP from DMZ is... Better, it's all like, per hour. Yes,
2: it's better per hour. Yes, and you can freaking click double XP tokens. As I haven't like, but it's it's like really good XP, especially because if you extract with a lot, like uh, so we I played two raids with Sealable Bag yesterday, and one of the raids he he killed a bunch of players, and he had a hundred thousand dollars on him, and that hundred thousand dollars uh, it adds a ton of XP, and the money cash money directly reduces your cooldown on your insurance. And a $100,000 reduced his cooldown by two hours and 19 minutes. And the cooldown is like two and a half hours. It's 90. It's like... Wait, so you're saying 100000 in, like, items? No, in cash from oh, okay. items that had sold at uh, players that had buy, got a bunch of stuff, sold their stuff at the buy station. They just had cash on them. You know what I mean? And so, um, anyways... Why, I don't
1: know what you mean because I didn't get to loot any players. Okay. So.
2: <laughs> well, anyways... <laughs> What I'm saying is, like, it's got an interesting, a really unexpected, a little bit of, like, Daisy vibe in the sense that, like, it's similar to Daisy, right? Like, so much of Daisy is getting loot. It's like... Imagine if Daisy was a BR,
1: but yeah. you had, like, your stash in your hideout where you have your stuff. It's kind of like And you that. can
2: extract to that stash whenever you want. Yeah. Because, like, and that unlocked it for me where it was like, when I died, if I died in a fair fight, I didn't care as much because I, I felt almost like just like a freshie. Like, like when people die in day Z, like veterans, like it hurts. And that's why Daisy's fun, but they're almost like excited to be like, start the journey over. Like, Ooh, I'm a freshie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you start like when you die. And so that's, what's interesting. Everybody's like a lot of people very understandably. And I agree. Um, what's, what's the end game. I'd like more things to do with money. I still feel that way. However, I'm glad I got to pl- I'm glad I'm playing the game first before they did that because there is something special to n- no matter how much of a Chad you are, not being able to go back to my stash, put on a large backpack, a three armor plate, a self revive kit. You know what I mean? Like imagine like a version of Tarkov where every time Landmark died, he started his PMC with a scav kit. It'd be really fun to watch Landmark because you're like, he's so good. He's so much better than his kit. How is he going to climb through the ranks? Does that make sense? So, is. But you you can,
1: if you're good enough and you're taking out, let's say, two guns every raid or whatever,
2: then you'll always have a gun. Always have a gun. You'll always have a gun, and even potentially a really good gun, but you're always going in with a single-plate armor, which means you are incredibly squishy, like we're going to talk about that. You're you're always going to come in with a small backpack where you can't stow an additional gun, and you're always going to come in without a self-revive kit. So, like, these things dramatically increase your survivability, the three-plate and the self-revive, you know what I mean? And no matter what, no matter how good you are, no matter how much of a Chad you are, if you die, you're going in with a single-armor plate. And... I thought I was really going to dislike that and I'm not saying it's perfect and I'm not saying things shouldn't be changed, but I, I really appreciated it. Because that's how, like, when you think about so many of my personal mauled sessions about Tarkov, you know, I'm talking about, like, the flea market and the civilian flea. I don't want instant access to the best armor and the best stuff all the time. Well, this flips it. There's no market, and you can't even save the best armor. You can't even save, you can save the best guns, but you can't save anything else. So I kind of weirdly, like, fell in love with how it does things. I Mm -hmm. definitely wish, like... There's a ton of simple and low hanging fruit things I think they could do to like for you to use money outside of raids that would that would generate a lot of like long term. Like my contraband stash is full. Those 20 guns, which, by the way, you it's only 20 if you have the the game, the $70 version of the game. It's 10 if you just download it for free. EOD, yeah, EOD, Data exactly, win, dude. You got the MBSS backpack so like, there too. So like, my twenty is full. Like, let me extract with my money and charge me a <clears throat> million dollars to add five more slots. You know what I mean? The contraband weapons you find in raid, like if you kill a boss and he's got like an RPK, but it doesn't have an optic, he was using iron sights and it whatever. It would be. Any gun that's contraband, any gun you find in raid, even if it's another player's gun, you can't edit that gun. You can't swap out stuff. Let me take a gun and spend $100,000 to to get it into the gunsmith and make my edits. Where it's like, I'm not buying the gun. I'm actually going through my stash of guns I saved and then spending additional money. So there is some low-hanging fruit of like stuff they could do to make grinding money like worth it, which I think would add a lot. But I really didn't expect to enjoy that system where you you don't have a big backpack and you don't have the three plate every raid because I think if if you could buy those things already 28 hours later, everybody would be running them. It's just like that's yeah. how it would be like permanently, and there would be nothing. Um, so so it's really, really interesting. It's really, really interesting. the Daisy, the kind of one life thing you can extract, but it's still on your one life. And then the Tarkov aspect of extracting and then a little bit of the BR. So like people have talked about the, uh, the intensity curve of a BR, right? Like if you hot drop, it's really intense. If you win the hot drop, the intensity goes way down because it's a giant map and most likely people everywhere. And then the, the thing that people complain the most about in BRs is the mid game. Ten, 10 fights happen in the beginning. Forty percent of all players are gone, and the rest of them, even if they're chads, are just like, "Where is everybody?"
1: But and it's like it's super boring. But you have to be on alert everywhere because everywhere. there might just be a guy running in the woods. Yes. In, you know, and then so, from that
2: moment, yeah. the intensity is a, is a solid ramp because if the longer you make it, the more intense it is. What's interesting about this is you get a little bit of that if you so desire. You can leave whenever you want. So like this is the, I was talking to a nice guy and like this is what I was talking to him about. Like in Tarkov, there's a time limit, but the farther you are into that time limit, you can still extract anywhere you want, right? So like when there's three minutes left, you go, I have eight extracts available to me. What's the closest one? As the radiation, as you saw earlier, as the radiation expands, it consumes the extracts and you don't know where the final extract is. So if the later you are in a raid, it almost becomes that Battle Royale intensity curve where, like, I'm not going to make it to that extract before the radiation hits, and I don't know where the radiation is going to send me the last extract. I'm just going to move north, and then you get it, and you know if there are any other players at that moment, the only chance for survival for all of these players is this extract. So then it becomes a battle royale. It's just last man standing wins. So like, it's a really interesting balance of those things, and I think I enjoy it more than I thought I did when I was watching Dr. Lupa play it
1: is uh, so at the end is there like there's an exfil do you still take the helicopter out
2: yes so it can so st-
1: technically so like in a br you kill everybody and you win yeah that's the only way technically you could be like yo dog i've got some stuff yes can, can we just take the helicopter yes. together and you can yeah there's voip and you can do that and you the can The first player i saw i was running along <coughs> and i heard you know like
3: yeah okay i was like
1: what the fuck is that (laughs) you know like some some like turtle beach microphone i was like and i saw the name pop up in red you know and And if you
2: if you hold alt and swipe to the right you can invite him to join your squad and if he accepts it you now have a marker for him and you friendly fires turned off for you guys so you can actually like negotiate with a guy send him an invite and if he accepts it friendly fires off like you guys are homies now and you have a marker for him everywhere. And you you Oh, got, I didn't even think about friendly fire because I played solo. Yeah. You guys can then separate or and do whatever you want. You can come back together. So in DMZ it's only squads of 3, but the squad size is up to 6. So a squad of 3 and a squad of 3 can link up. Friendly fire gets turned off and you six can roll around, but you can't but you have to find that organically. There's no way to like that I know of to like stream snipe your each other or your friends. You can try and cue. Yeah, you can and try and cue snipe. But like, isn't that interesting? So like, you could do as a solo player. You could actually try and like find other either three man squads. It's called assimilating and assimilate with them. Or you can. um am fucking bored. Or you can um, find another solo and assimilate with them. I watched a clip of oh Ms. god,
1: you might not even know. Do you know the the Borg? The Borg?
2: I don't know, maybe. Oh, fuck, okay, never
1: mind. Just continue. Just tell me the story.
2: I saw a clip of Mr. Given was playing with One Peg. So they had a three-man squad, and they rolled up on a solo, (laughs) and they assimilated him into the group. Now it's a four-man squad. They run up on a three-man squad, and they invite them all, and the first two accept. And now it's a six-man squad and the third in a group that's no longer in a group. And they kill that guy. And he goes in the chat. He's like, you stole my friends and then you killed me. And it was like hilarious because they found a solo first. So the numbers didn't add up. Anyways. Oh, my God. So it's really really interesting. But it all just becomes XP in the end. You know what I mean? It's just. So
1: people were saying that like
2: guns. You're just extracting guns, really. And
1: I don't know if this is just Twitch chat being Twitch chat. Because I, I, I was getting mixed signals the whole goddamn day. Everybody was saying, like, oh, once someone takes the X-Fill, you can't take it. Because I had taken 20 minutes across the entire oh. map on foot. And then I see the helicopter as I'm running. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, yeah, you no, can't that's take it not anymore. True. You can take it. But you just wait a little bit mm-hmm. and the, the smoke pops again. Now, the only exception. But people were
2: also. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say is the final helicopter when the radiation consumes the three. That final helicopter. If, if it if it lands on you, it. When that helicopter lands, it waits seventy seconds, no matter what. So, like that final helicopter is different, where you can't get to it first, pop it, and leave. It's it's going to leave at a specific time, and mm-hmm. so you have to defend it.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So is, some folks were saying that, like, uh, some of the junk that you grab that it, isn't like dollar value junk are like quest <laughs> items. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so those. Because people were saying, like, oh, the stash system doesn't make sense to me. And I was like, stash? Like, what do you mean by stash?
2: Yeah. Like, do those those items go in a stash? Yeah, no. So, basically, you can look through your quests. You can accept the quest. So, like, for instance, I had one to extract with six bandages. And the bandages are, like, contextual looting, right? They're in, like, medicine cabinets and stuff like that. So, I extracted and I had two bandages on me. And they, like, at the at the successful extract screen, it deletes them, and it shows progress on that quest. It says you've extracted two out of your six bandages. Oh, okay. So those things never reach your stash. But any active quests, like, if I hadn't had that quest active, they would have just become XP. But because I had that quest active, it tracked it. Does that make sense? So is your stash just guns? Guns and keys. You have a key stash and a gun right, stash. Right, right, yeah. Yep, but that's yeah.
1: I got a few keys. I got like a a key card and what. And of course, I'm like, South Station Bunker key. Like, like I'm like, like dorms two fourteen. Exactly. What is that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had no idea, but I didn't make it out. Actually, I made it out with one key, but I didn't realize. Like, you uh, probably
2: went back in with it, and
1: (laughs) no, I I didn't. Oh, uh, because I asked chat, and they said that it gets consumed. If you sorry, you lose it if you die. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to die. So I'm not taking anything in with me unless I play with a squad, which I want to try it again
2: with a squad. There are key cards, and the key cards unlock strongholds, and those do get consumed when you die. Um, But any key that has uses doesn't get consumed when you die. Um, But yeah, I mean, dude, we had some of the most intense, just like, it feels so good. To have those intense moments, can do. I had some of the most intense moments. There was a there was a moment where like we were running, we were running from the radiation, so all the extracts got consumed. There's the final extract. We were running to it. It was me and Velian. Nice guy had died and got full killed and left in the radiation, so we couldn't go get him. We're on the helicopter, and it's that final one. So we're on the helicopter. And it's like thirty seconds, twenty nine. Like we just have to wait it out. And another team rolls up. I crack one and just all three just boom roll up. And so they they get me down in the helicopter and full kill me. But Velian was just derping around and he was and so he was on the exterior of the helicopter. You know, there's like seats. He was sitting on that. He was like, I wonder if I'll extract if I'm out here. And the the team didn't see him. So through the window, he had an LMG and he just goes, and full kills all three of them. My body fell through the helicopter. He Goes underneath the helicopter (laughs) and starts full rezzing me, which takes forever, at 14 seconds. Okay, I pop up back alive with three seconds left until the helicopter back. And we both just grab onto the sides, come up, and the helicopter extracts. And it was, like, literally down to the second of, like, the last... You didn't get to
1: loot those guys, obviously, No,
2: we just, I like, grabbed one of their guns on our way up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that was it. But it was just, like... Such, like, literally, that was the final extract, the final seconds, the final other squad. That was the Battle Royale moment, where, like, we were the only ones that left that alive, and we fought for it, and it was super sick. But then there were other raids where we got in, got a quest item, and we were like, yo, there's an extract right here, let's just go. Yeah, It can be whatever you want it to be, you know what I mean? So
1: I felt like uh, reading through the... I made the mistake of reading through some of the comments on my video um but uh <coughs> a lot of the people are that mentioned the AI are like whining about how they're like the bots are bad i think Those honestly people, i feel like dumb. it's the perfect i feel like it's the perfect give me a lot of them and make them stormtroopers make people it so that if i if i dumb. don't hit my shots <laughs> and if i'm standing out in the open then i'll die right but like if you have decent movement and decent aim then
2: you can take down 100 i like that the ai is so good. I don't want to say perfect because it's not perfect. And my judgment on what good AI is, is so skewed because I've played 5,000 hours of Tarkov, but the AI is Jesse Kazam. Perfect. It's not yeah. perfect. Perfect. It's Jesse. Cause it's the balance of the light AI, the medium AI, the heavy AI, the bosses and the juggernaut provide a really wide range of experiences. And then the difference in how much AI you can take on with one plate versus three plates. Like we, me and Valiant and Nice Guy went on a spree. We, we survived like 11 in a row. We got used to that. We died. We went back in with one plate and we got full killed by AI because we were so used to having three armors and six additional plates. Yep, And that experience... They'll one tap. It's you, a like. it's a best of both worlds. It keeps you frosty and keeps you on your toes, but like you can kill them. You know what I mean? Like, and also like just pay attention to the AI for three seconds. Like when you shoot at them, they'll dive behind cover. They'll go, like a lot of the heavier AI. If you shoot off their helmet, they'll fall over and another AI will come up to them and like try to help them. Like their like movement is like really. Cool. Now, yeah, of course, sometimes you'll just have a bunch of them standing in the middle of the road doing nothing. And yes, they miss a lot of shots. Thank God. Like, I yeah. I can't believe we're in a universe where, like, players play Tarkov a lot, then play DMZ and complain about the AI. If you're a COD player and you're complaining about the AI, I totally get you, Poppy. You do you. Man, but if you play Tarkov and you're complaining about the AI, dude, I don't know what universe you're living on. It's so good. It's a numbers game. You have to be careful. But if you're careful and if you're set up, like if I'm careful and if I'm set up with plates and if I understand my situation, I'm not going to get one tapped by AI. That is a promise you can't make yourself in Tarkov. If you're set up, if you're knowledgeable, and if you do every single thing right, sometimes you just die anyway. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. And maybe some people enjoy that. And I guess on some level, I enjoy that in Tarkov. If it was contextual, if I died maybe to a sniper scav or something. But the fact that like, like the other day, you know, I I died to a rogue or, or an AI that has a uh, VPO with no buttstock, iron sights, he's pressed up against a fence. The the gun is literally barrel stuffed. It's pointing down at his own feet. He's walking back to the left and he shoots me. And yeah. that contextually like if I get one-tapped out of nowhere from a sniper scav, that feeds into the power fantasy of like holy cow, I'm not, you know, I'm not superman. But like what 90% of those things in talk of, it's not, it's not contextual. It doesn't feel good. It feels like absolute garbage. So the fact that I can make myself that promise in call of duty, that if I'm careful, if I'm, if I know the AI I'm approaching and if I'm prepared with my three plates and my, like, I'm not going to get one tapped. I'm going to be able to respond. I, I think it's yeah, the so T-T-K, good.
1: The TTK felt really, really good on all of the. All of the enemies, Um, like the fact that I was able to like take down a helicopter with an RPK single handedly is yep. like it. But it took me like five all minutes. your ammo. Yeah, yeah. Like and it just so happened. I was in like a stronghold. So it was just like boxes of ammo so I could constantly refill. But like that. That's cool, right? Yes. In in Tarkov land, people would say, oh, well, one person shouldn't be able to take down a helicopter. <laughs> yep. and it's like, well, listen, th- the game's fucking better because of it. So I yeah, don't care what <laughs> you think I should be able what I should be able to do or shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> Yeah. The game is better. If I want to get cucked, then I'll I'll join the fucking Marines right now. Yep. If I wanna play that fantasy, I will join the Marines right now. Yep. And you'll see me back here in approximately one week when I flunk out of fucking basic training because I don't want to do push ups.
2: Yep. The um the ttk on players, perfect. Literally what we said like what we talked about, it's like we played the beta, you and me played the beta a little bit of the we played the beta of the multiplayer and then I played a lot of the multiplayer since it came out and the time to kill is so fast in the multiplayer and literally what I said was I bet DMZ is going to have a plating system and I wonder if that's your base hp but you have three plates how is that going to feel every single engagement we had with players has felt really good really good the time to kill literally I had to like stop the stream and be like, chat, this is a thing that happened. We don't see this in Tarkov. I was playing duos. So I was, we were was playing with Nice Guy and Valiant and Valiant had to dip. So it was just, so now we're kind of at a disadvantage because there's mostly squads. I was playing with Nice Guy. I was running. I was like trying to plink AI because I had a quest and I was sliding and then just like I got wrecked. All my plates went down and my health was low. I popped my stim and I was just like, I think this is players. I turned around and just, I was able to turn around. I bolted, looked in on this guy, hit him, and he had low armor. So I cracked him, and he went down. And then I just ran. And nice guy killed his teammate, and then nice guy down the other teammate, and we full killed him. I was like, that doesn't happen in Tarkov. I had the opportunity. If I had missed the bolty shot, if I had missed my opportunity, I'm dead there. But mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to respond. And if he hadn't been so exposed, if he had been behind cover... I wouldn't have been able to hit the shot, so it wasn't like it wasn't like unfair to him that I had the opportunity to respond because he could have been a, been in a better spot, but I got to respond, and because of that, I was able to win the fight, and because <laughs> I won that one v one, we won the two v three, and we got to continue yep. in that raid, and it was like I was like chat, this never happens in Tarkov, I was like, this is so sick, like this feels so good to be able to do that,
1: dude. You know what would be here's my here's my new vision of like what a perfect. Tarkov like game would be, take Tarkov, okay. Mm-hmm. Remove all of the scabs, put all of the AI from from DMZ in, yeah. but just make them Russian and you know yeah. whatever. Um, I say that in terms of like their behavior and their accuracy yeah. at various levels. Um, already an instant like upgrade. Instant. Um, you change many of the aspects so so what i would want would be dmz like animations and movement but maybe add some amount of a little bit more weight yeah a little bit more inertia now what i did like is like when you dive you dive now i might be remembering but it felt like you dove and you're like oh and then you could aim yeah there was a delay which is like that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Make it so that you don't you don't just dive in insta because that's how it works in Tarkov actually. You you know Yeah. In many respects you can kind of dolphin dive and drop shot. It's it's easier in Tarkov than I feel like yeah. it was in DMZ. Just um, a
2: slower animation, but once you're down you can instantly shoot whereas in DMZ and COD, yeah.
1: Yeah. So but I mean like the 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 vaulting, the yeah, the, the running, the um Just going in the water, swimming, transitioning up, pulling out your gun, all the animations. It was fucking perfect. If it was, like, literally make it 90% of the speed it is now. Slow it down a tad and give yourself a little bit more weight. And then put that movement in Tarkov. um, And... Yep. Uh, like related to that was the the mounting of weapons on so corners and sick, barriers, bro. Dude, it's it's like seamless. How you run up and you, I I have it on my my front thumb button, so yes, I would just go too. up and and go, and it was just like you'd be running up and just go. Whoop, it's and so just, seamless. Oh, and the best part, dude, the first time <laughs> where I was like went to reload and he just stays aimed down sights, and it's like oh, it's so fucking beautiful, it's dude. So
2: good. How sticky Ugh. it is, where you can move on it, but it doesn't pull you off. But then when you press like S, you pop off of it and you stay ads. It's
1: what, like climbing up the ladder. How you could look.
2: Yeah. You had like
1: three hundred and forty degree field of view. Like you couldn't. Yeah. Chucky, you know, not Chucky. Um, Exorcist, like oh, spin yeah. your head three hundred sixty degrees, but you could go like <laughs> you could you could see basically three hundred sixty degrees if you went full left and then full right. So just like subtle and things, even like even that. that's
2: contextual. If you have a bolty as your secondary, you can't do anything. If you have a Glock as your secondary on the ladder, you can pull it out and shoot people.
1: Yeah. So, dude, so like sick.
2: the the movements, the
1: AI, and some of the other like movement and weapon handling mechanics <laughs> are like unbelievable. Just drop those in, replace what we have in Tarkov, and yeah. No, oh, and and, and I, I mean, this is. Probably a little bit more controversial, but I would love to have fucking like plates, whether or not like they were as yeah common <laughs> or whatever. But like, yeah, actually, imagine imagine if you could have plates like one, two or three in Tarkov, but they were like rarer. Yeah. So. But I mean, like, even if you ca- if you caught someone who had three plate like off guard. Yeah and you hit a couple of headshots or whatever, like the time to kill is still pretty reasonable. Oh, yeah. I mean, compared to Tarkov, where if you have an SMG with blue tips and they're wearing a, a Fortin and Alton, they are unkillable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the time to kill is literally 80, 90, 100 bullets. Yeah. So like people want to complain as if Tarkov's time to kill is so yeah. low. Honestly, I feel like it's it's exactly what I said like six months ago, where the maximum needs to be brought way down and the minimum needs to be brought you know it still should be a one shot headshot like a 50 cal headshot right but like you know maybe if you have a helmet then you should be able to tank a few nine millimeter bullets right but like not 60 Yep. um just compress it you know and yeah dude i think tarkov that would be like the fucking perfect game
2: Uh, dude i listen i (laughs) i get it bro and i i and there's definitely like a beauty to the simplicity coming from the tarkov experience where it's like it's your enemy is just one two or three plates you know what i mean it's not like zabralo for this rig that rig class five class four it's just two
1: and six armor of different materials and different durabilities yeah
2: and like and and i agree that i'd love to see some sort of middle ground where like by every other video game standards, it would be a very complex video game. But by Tarkov standards, it'd be a simple one. Like, there's a game right there in the middle. You know what I mean? 50%, you know, like, a game h- literally half as complex as Tarkov. Like zero siever. Would would be a game, uh, well, an FPS literally half as complicated from as Tarkov would be the most complicated first-person shooter out there other than Tarkov. Yeah, that's, no, so that's how what I'm saying. far above yeah. the the rest. You know what I mean. Every other shooter game has this like one, two, or three plate mechanic. Like a game that that stripped fifty percent of the complexity of Tarkov would be the most complicated FPS game aside from Tarkov. And in that realm, you could do a whole lot where it's so much more like intuitive, but. You're rewarded for the knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I yeah. think, of course, easier said than done. But I, I'm tracking with you. Like, I do think there's something there. Yes. Yeah, um, so
1: like when I mentioned zero Sievert, like the fact that there are a couple different bullet types. Yeah. But they tell you the penetration value. And I, again, I, I don't know how it works. Yeah. But it's like that is. It seems like you know Tarkov light where. Yeah. Um, they actually tell you some of these, some of those things, some yeah. of those things, and there's not 17 different options,
2: right? Yeah, it's probably only like three or four. Yeah. Um, I just I ultimately think that like what DMZ and and like DMZ specifically because Warzone is obviously a much more PvP focused thing. Like they added the AI to to Warzone, but like Warzone is 150 people drop in, one person leaves, right? Like it is PvP. What DMZ does so well is it delivers to you the perfect power fantasy. Like when you've got it, when I've got a bolty and I roll up to a gas station, I know from the 15 hours I have played that the gas station AI is the tier one AI. And I can literally just like, boom one, shot, boom, one 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 shot, reload and they're all dead and I hit them all in the thorax and it doesn't matter. I feel like a god. I feel like an operator. And then... When I've got the appropriate kit and I go into the higher AI stronghold areas and I'm like, you know, shredding plates off of the AI, you see that happens. I feel like a god. And they deliver that power fantasy so well without going too far. I died to the AI so many times in this game. But I still feel like a god when I'm fighting them. Does that make sense? Like They struck a really weird balance there where like, There, there, and almost that's the point of Tarkov though. So once again, I'm not saying that this is a negative of Tarkov, but it's almost like the point where like, there is no power fantasy. You're not better than anyone. Anyone can kill you. You have to rely on your smarts and your wit. And so it just feels good to have like a game nail that where like in a game like Warzone, you could go eight, 10, nine raids in a row where you hot drop for the PVP and you die to the first person you see because you got bad RNG, right? You got a pistol. He got an LMG. And so you don't feel very powerful except yeah. for the raids that you win. But every round of DMZ, you kill 20, 30 AI and you feel like a god. You feel like an operator. And then because you feel so good, when the when the players come and they just absolutely ice you, you're like, oh, whoa. You get humbled. And that yeah. that little roller coaster is the substitute, you know, for some of the roller coaster of emotions that Tarkov turns you puts you on. And it's like and, and once again, it's 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 just different, man. It's just a different game, and that's okay. Like, I am still... Like, there's no shot I play this more than I play Tarkov. Like, it's... I love Tarkov. I'm super excited for Tarkov. I I love the brutality of Tarkov. Yes, there are some very... There are some things I've been very vocal about in Tarkov that I wish they would fix, and that's this game does some of them very well, AI, for instance. But it's like... it's It's such a different game, and it's... Like, I had somebody... I had somebody on one of my, which I don't, didn't really care, but I had somebody on one of my Twitter. Um, cause I tweeted out yesterday. I said, Jesus, I feel like people want a dissertation on why I like DMZ. It's fun. That's it. If you don't think so, that's okay. You're not wrong. It's not a perfect game and I'm not committing my life to it. I'm just a gamer playing a free game and having fun. And like somebody went off on me, which I found hilarious. And they were saying like, well, you it's just, I just think you all give off a vibe of having some co- sort of hardcore authority on Tarkov. And when I see you all playing DMZ, it's like some happy go fun time. It's disingenuous. And it's like the assumption there is that because I love Tarkov so much, I exclusively want games exactly like Tarkov forever. Like, he's absolutely right. It is happy-go-lucky playing Day-Z, DMZ. That's the fucking I, point. Yes, exactly. He missed, the, the, the point went way over his head. He's like, you're such a hardcore Andy Tarkov. You know, this, I'm assuming this is his thought process. You've got guides on the literal, like, differences in pen and damage on these guns and, and min-maxing and meta to see you out there just enjoying your time in a game as frivolous as this it's disingenuous bro and i'm like that's that's the that's the freaking point is that like you're assuming that that's the only experience i want for the rest of my life and so like my i am so tired and i get it and i'm going to have to keep doing it but i'm so tired of qualifying all my statements but it's like that's why i'm having so much fun is because i've come from this experience And it's so fun to just like just not care and just like just like like I had more fun playing DMZ yesterday than I've had playing Tarkov in probably two or three wipes. That doesn't mean I think DMZ is a more fleshed out game and it doesn't mean that I want to sink more time in. It means that I'm so ingrained in this community and I've wrung that rag so dry that having this other thing was so good. You know what I mean? It's like. My wife is so she's so funny when like like her favorite soda is Dr Pepper. So that means Great if choice. if Dr Pepper is an option, it's Dr Pepper. Like yeah. she like I'll get like I Coke is my favorite soda. Well, if they don't have Dr Pepper, she better not fucking get anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> that. But then there's like Coke is my favorite soda, and she knows that. And if she orders a Dr. Pepper and I go, I'll have one too, she was like, well, you don't like Coke anymore? Like, it's so funny. And that's that's exactly it. It's like stuff can be two things. Like I can love more than one thing and the love for... And what's so, so funny on top of this is like it's such a cool thing in the gaming community to reflect on the games we used to love and we still love, right? Like Halo Infinite came out and everybody was like, Super reflecting on Halo and stuff like that. And everybody wanted Halo to be good and it wasn't. It was like, wait, you know, well, now you play Tarkov. You can't play Halo. Halo's a pleb game. You know what I mean? And it's like, so it's weird that we praise the nostalgia of all these games that by today's standards nobody would probably like. And then when games try and capture some of that, we're like, oh, well, you can't do that because you play this. And like, it's so weird. But but DMZ just does that, man. It delivers to that power fantasy. It's fun. It's got the stress. It gave me the one more raid thing. I don't think I could play a thousand hours of it, but like it's I wanna play more. It's so much fun. It's so much fun.
1: Dude, I need to go. We need to take the guy who responded on Twitter. Let's let's take him to the uh, take him to the beach, and we'll see. You'll see Tom Brady out there throwing the Nerf ball to Bro. like his son. Yep. And he's gonna be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yep. Hey, get on the field. Did you take this seriously. What are you doing? What you're playing nerf, professional football, and now ball? you're playing with a Nerf ball with these little kids. What are you doing, man? You're having fun with your family."
2: Yep, that's Twitter. That's Twitter. I was thinking about this earlier everybody loves to, like, reflect. Like, I don't know if you've seen that, because you probably aren't as much in, like, the gaming Twitter, like, outside of, uh, because I follow tons of, like, Call of Duty people, Apex people, like, stuff like
1: that. I mean, so do I. Like, I (coughs) follow Tim the Tapman and the Doc and all those. there's such
2: a movement in gaming now to be, like, gaming's different. Like, I wish we could go back to the way gaming was when Modern Warfare 2 originally came out. And there's a Pinch whole, these days. yeah. And there's a whole trail of thought of like, well, you're different, you know what I mean? So like, you weren't worried about your mortgage or your, you know, your job when you, but like, well seriously, I think something is that like, smaller groups of people want to band together, and in larger groups of people, it's cool to be different. So like, part of it is just like when you were playing Modern Warfare two in two thousand nine or two thousand eight or whatever, you were only playing with six dudes, you know what I mean? It was like your squad. And that was your whole circle, bro. You know what I mean? It was like you were on MySpace, maybe. But that was your whole circle. And groups that small want to band together. So maybe it wasn't your favorite Call of Duty, but you kind of told yourself it was because the whole group was vibing with it so much. And, and it yep. was just like it was like you guys were tight, and it was this, and it was your your homies. It was you
1: and your homies, the six of you, and then everybody else who
2: played Call of Duty. Fuck them. Exactly. I hate them all. Right? Exactly.
1: Whereas now it's now everybody the in the circle is
2: too big. I can't yeah. open Twitter and not see like like 63 page threads on Twitter about why like certain attachments are overtuned or like the millisecond of how long it takes to get to ADS from a slide because they removed slide canceling how skill-based matchmaking is ruining the game or how aim assist it's like even if those Issues were there back in the day. We wouldn't have seen them. We we made up these issues when we 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 sicked too many people on a problem. You know what I mean? Like too many people arrived at these problems. That the circles are too big, and so now it's fun to be to stand against the grain. This is a this this game is dog trash. Well, you barely saw it. It's dog trash. Like if you like if the trailer. For Modern Warfare 2, the OG dropped, and you told your friend group that was dog trash, you got excommunicated. It was like, fine, go play freaking last year's Cod you dweeb, and you didn't yeah. play. But now it's cool because everybody freaking likes it. And it's so, you know what I mean? So it's like, I know it's more complicated than that, but I was like processing this the other day where it's like the smaller the group, the the tighter we want to be. And the bigger the group, the everybody just wants to be like freaking, everyone wants to provide bring their unique perspective so they make up a unique perspective to appear like their perspective is unique and it's like i feel like that is one of the one of the biggest reasons that gaming has changed is it's just like you care about so many other people's opinions now not you but like the proverbial you whereas it just used to be you and your four homies dude and that was it that was legit that was all you cared about and if you all just agreed it was good it was good and it was fun and that's it yeah, A- amen. And then, and then on top of that, the like, the the expectation of gaming is so different now. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, you know, how are you like in DMZ? And I'm like, it's so much fun. And they're like, well, like, what about the end game? Could you play this for like thousands of hours? And I was like, what are those? Are you gonna get your money's worth, bro? Yeah, huh? I was you gonna like, get your money's worth. I was like, those things are in the same conversation, but why are they like always tied together? You know what I mean? It was like, like don't lie to me. Every single person listening to this, every single person while live, you, me, we've all bought a $60 single-player game, played it for three hours, and forgot about it and never played it again. Mm-hmm. We've all done that. Yeah, Did you get your freaking times. money's worth? Like, the maximum amount of enjoyment you could have gotten out of that game was probably 40 or 50 hours. You only got three, and nobody's like, banging down your your doors to, to arrest you for it. All I did was use this this bad boy and clicked download and I played for 15 hours yesterday and I and nobody accepted the answer. It is fun. It's fun, but what about the end game? But what about, what about three three year three years from now? You're still gonna be like, but it's like I clicked a button and I had 15 hours of fun. Since when is that a bad thing? It's, uh, since, it's the expectation the people, is ten thousand hours of everything, and it's like drives me nuts.
1: Now, since all the people in the YouTube comments section, their their wives or their moms let them have internet time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's nuts. So they, like they, they 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 gotta you know write comments like all I've seen from this video is that you're dog shit and you you just yeah. die to the AI and then you, die, <laughs> or you you kill AI and then die to the first players you see.
2: Yeah, man, but like it was like and then like, whatever. I, instead of tweeting what I did tweet last night, I almost tweeted a list of all the things that I was told that this game was by people that didn't play it. DMZ is Plunder 2.0. It's Warzone with bots. It's Tarkov Light. It's Battlefield uh Hazard Zone 2.0. It's, you know, Warzone with extra steps. It's like like and it's so funny because everybody agrees on all of those things except all of those things wouldn't be the same thing at all. Tarkov light would be very different than plunder, you know. Too, like it's just oh my god, people like we're so addicted to labels. It's insane. No, I mean people I mean that just goes for
1: everything, man. People care too much about so many things about so many things that have nothing to do with them. Yeah. People care about they want to know, they want to care about the games you play. They want to care about uh, the the types of content you make. They want to care about how many viewers you have. They want to care like yep. people just people are fucking weirdos, man. It's crazy. It's people are just fucking the internet. The internet has made crazy. people. Well, I don't know if it's made people weirdos or if the first thirty two years of my life. I just never came across them well, because yeah. I mean, granted, you know, I I don't live in Florida, so yeah, I probably would have you know seen a few more people on bass Salts <laughs> than I have, which was zero yeah. in real life. Although, uh, although I I do have some stories to tell you, um, and I've been thinking about that actually having story time on on the podcast, because uh, <coughs> I've got some that I, need to, time. N- that I need to share. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Everybody's have you ever- just-
2: heard of the lifeboat theory? It's like, it's this. It's I mean, it's not like a proper theory. It was just like that was just the name for it. It's basically like we that that people basically look at life as if we're on a sinking lifeboat and we need to toss one person off. And so we we view the world constantly sizing sizing up ourselves. To make sure we're, we don't feel like we're the one that's about to get thrown off. So if I don't enjoy DMZ, mm-hmm. if I don't enjoy DMZ, but everybody enjoys DMZ, I'm going to get left behind. So me not enjoying DMZ means now it's my subconscious mission to remind you that Tarkov is better because I like Tarkov. So if Tarkov is better... You get left behind for it's insecurity. Yes. So what you're
1: saying is it's insecurity. Kind
2: of, but it's like, but it's just like we look through life through that lens so often of just like, I I need to make sure I'm at least more important than someone so I don't get thrown off the lifeboat. I just heard somebody say that once and it stuck with me. It's not scientific at all. I think an author said it. You know what I mean? But it always stuck with me because like that's how I feel like it is when people come in. Like all those times when people are like. We were watching Dr. Lupo play and they were like, this game's dog water. And I was like, you're so scared that it's going to be good because you just don't like it. You just, this game just isn't for you. You can tell. And you're so scared it's going to be good. And people are going to stop playing your game. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Like, and I see it and it's like, and it's so brutal. Those are the people
1: that, those are the people that like boo when someone like messes up a song or singing performance or whatever it's like like i'll boo if if there's like a racist guy making a speech right but like but like what what, just why bring the negativity into the world exactly
2: why you know what i mean like you know how much easier it is than typing up that message of just like clicking another stream you know how much easier that is like i don't really like this game no i need to do i need to tell everybody i don't like this game or should no, I just skip to the step where I inevitably go to somebody else's stream and watch a game I like? <laughs> no, nah, dude. But there's
1: there's something there's something. I mean, like I'll just say it bluntly. Like there's something wrong with them that they have to tell you so that compelled. they think there's something wrong yeah. with you. When half the time they're either wrong or exactly uh, that. Like the thing that they don't like is not even something that matters. You know? Yeah. Like oh you you know. No, I'm not. A, no need to come up with. Else, yeah, yeah no need to. Like,
2: anyways, that was a tangent, uh, and 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 that was a Jesse needing to vent some of that because I understand it. And then just like we've talked about many <clears throat> times, and then all of the genuine people get wrapped up in it. You know what I mean? We're like somebody legitimately just comes in and is like, Jesse, I've been excited to watch you all day. How do you like DMZ? But right after I had a 10-minute conversation with a troll, you know what I mean? And I'm just like not in the headspace. Like that all gets... And then like you said before, like I feel like such a douchebag for like responding poorly to that person. And then like my tweet wasn't even just about people that hated it, like like we just talked about. Some of the people that loved it were like, oh, I like it too, but what about this? What about the end game? And I'm like, dude, I'm just like, I'm just trying to be fun. So it all gets tied up and it's rough. So that was just like a tangent for me because I was like losing my mind the past 24 hours. But the thing is, is that like, the the 15 hours I was playing it was just like pure dopamine I was having so much fun I end my 15 hour stream I lay down on the couch and open up Twitter and it's like instant like the opposite of dopamine you know what I mean I'm just like I'm just like and I just had to close it because I was like how can because what's crazy about our society is that 15 minutes of me looking at Twitter and being so frustrated can like almost feel like it negates the 15 hours of fun I had you know what I mean and like I'm like oh screw that so I just like closed Twitter and I was like bump this I just tweeted that, and I was like, "I'm done." Um, you really, you really
1: are like, like you're me on like a six-month delay, yeah, delay, a timed release veritas. Now I know, I know some people will comment this, and I will admit, like, I fear this as well. Like, I, I hope that I'm not like rubbing off on you. No, my, 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 um, my, like, uh. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> my, my, I'll just say my guess. My guess is that, like, the reason why, you know, you're coming to a lot of these, the same conclusions that I have is not because I've been saying it for so long and you're parroting me, but more that, like, because it's true. Yeah. And, like, you're just getting more, you're getting more viewers, which means you're getting more yeah. shitheads, which means you're <laughs> dealing with more bullshit. For sure. And unless you were to hit the threshold of 10 or 20,000 viewers, where now. The individual voices yes. get drowned out in the crowd and you can just game and not even pay attention. You can game. Yeah. Don't answer any questions except for one per hour yep. if it's in a donation or to thank subs. Yep. That's why the guys like fucking Tim the Tap Man and, and yep. Summit and, you know, whatever. For sure. They keep their sanity
2: it. because yeah. the it's the collective emotion that comes through like with us we can read like one message and it can like sour our mood and be like uh but when there's when the chat's just flying if most of the things you see are happy things you're like oh chat's happy you know what i mean and and then you you can just move on with your life yeah
1: i mean the the way the way it feels to me is it's like imagine imagine there's somebody booing but there's <laughs> a thousand people all like at a concert you're on stage and you're playing yeah. right and there's one guy booing and you're just like fuck <laughs> like that guy you know what i mean like yeah. you can all kind of ignore that guy Imagine you're at like an open mic and there's six people in the crowd and yeah. there's two of them going,
0: you suck.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like, or even it completely 60 ruins people the vibe. in the crowd.
2: Yeah. Those two and people carry so much more weight. Yeah.
1: And you can't act like you don't hear it. You can't pretend yeah. like you're not annoyed by it. You know what I mean? You
2: know what? That's such a great example. Think about an open mic. Like let's, let's do a one-to-one. Think about an open mic night and there's 500 people in the room and seven of them are literally just like, you suck! This is the worst! Did you think about this? And then somebody walks on stage and goes, it's best to just ignore them. Yeah. Like, that's the insanity when people are like, just don't feed the trolls, man. Just don't feed the internet trolls. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's to us, to the creator, they're it's they're so loud, and they're disrupting. And in a comedy club, in that situation, if you were enjoying yourself, if you were having a good time, you'd never place that on the comedian you'd never be like just you'd be like security <laughs> security yeah. get these guys out of here but, but, see, but sometimes in a Twitch it's stream, easy to do that if yeah. someone's screaming you suck then you can get
1: security to kick them out but what happens when there's the guy that's like hey do you know any smash mouth yeah. <laughs> hey man can you place them in nickelback or whatever and you're like they're not they're not yeah, they're riding the line major, but they're riding they're just being fucking annoying <laughs> or rude without realizing it but but at the moment, you're like, hey, dude, just shut up. They're going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? You're an yeah, asshole. And yeah. then someone at table seven is going to be like, hey, man, he just wants to hear his favorite songs. Why are you getting play with him? And now, <laughs> and now half the crowd's turning on you, and you're like, I just want to play. Shut up. Yep. You it know? was like, just a joke. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's the perfect example. Um, but everything is politics these days. Everything is – people – They need to feel as strongly about Tarkov as they do about like Roe v. Wade. Like it's it's everything's the most important thing. And if you disagree, like we are going to fight about it in real life. That's how passionate I am about it.
2: Also, we everybody was like the number one question before DMZ, before we saw it, before the Doctor Lupo thing was, do you think it's going to kill Tarkov? Do you think it's going to kill Tarkov? Man, let me tell you, the best thing for Tarkov ever in its entire history was DMZ coming out. Because I've never seen so many people fight so hard that Tarkov's a perfect game, and this game sucks cheeks. You know what I mean? It was like everybody just like forgot the four years of constant complaining about Escape from Tarkov when this game came out. And it was like, the AI sucks in this, the movement sucks in this, it's so much worse, Tarkov's so much better. Like the best thing Tarkov, for Tarkov ever was another game coming out in the genre because, boy, did those people turn it around and latch on to Tarkov and snuggle up, and it's so crazy, and it's so... And you can tell when you scroll through the feed, you can tell the people who have the elevated thinking on both sides. I've read many people say they dislike DMZ, but I can tell that they're like, but it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know what I mean? And I can read, see people, it's like... Oh my god, but so many people... It's crazy how they just turned around and all of a sudden Tarkov was like the best game ever made. Oh. Dude, uh,
1: like literally just on this one page of comments I just randomly scrolled. Um, what's the point of this game? <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to talk any, about that. Any, we'll anytime that. anyone says something is a Tarkov killer then that automatically means the game is bad, am <laughs> Walmart escaped from Tarkov. Cry laughing emoji. I mean, you take a good few looks at uh Take a few good looks at it, and it's a cheap COD <laughs> game with zero mechanics and no risk. L- looks looks a lot of fun, but like just play Warzone,
2: dude. It's insane.
1: <laughs> nope, nope. I can see this will be a gateway for normies to be interested in Tarkov. I, wait, I think they're. Tr- if I, a- I think they're trying to no. I, they say, but I can see. So maybe they're uh, maybe they're saying they're like, like nope, no, not but- for me, but. No, like, you know, weed is for, like, you know, it's for amateurs, like, but hopefully it'll get them into fucking heroin, like, because I love heroin so much. Bro, the. The. uh man. Uh, the. K Kona Chills. Okay, I'm hearting this comment. Kona <laughs> Chills. K-Kona the, Chil. these, uh, whoever's cell tank is, is a real fucking homie. Kona
2: Chills. Um. <laughs> It's crazy that like, oh, okay. So this is what I was going to say. Once again, once again, I truly do want there to be, I truly do.
0: <laughs> Cell
2: tank just said, yo,
0: in
1: chat.
2: <laughs> there he is. Hey, there he is, he's here. All right. Sorry. What are you saying? <laughs> That's actually great timing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly want there to be more Endgame and DMZ. I truly want there to be, like we talked about, more stuff to use with cash, more stuff to grind. I get that, but once again, you take a good point, right? You take a good factual point, not factual, but and you just shove it as far to the end of the spectrum as you could possibly be. The literal obsession with what's the end game baffles my mind. It, it what's what's the end game? You don't have an answer that completely invalidates any fun you've had. Any fun I may have actually already had playing the game. You know how many people come in, like, I've, I've had so much fun, but what's the end game? I was like, buddy, you've already arrived at half of it. You played the game and had fun. There's some end game. You know what I mean? Like, and so, like, What's the end game to chess? Exactly. No, that's what, why are there still so many people, you know it how many people playing 2,000 years later. You know how many people said this literal thing? What's the end game? I'm just going to play Warzone. What's the end game of Warzone? You just win a game, and you go in and you play another game. I, dude, it, I'm going to explode. I swear to God, Veritas. Dude, I, you're going to Subway to get lunch? What's the end what's game, the bro? End game? I'm playing Tarkov. What's the end game of Subway? I might as well eat McDonald's. It's just food. Either way. I. Well, we all know
1: what the end game of both of those <laughs> is. And, and it's... It's uh, let's just say you are gonna need a couple of these Dude. antacid one thousand ultra strength
2: tablets. But, but that's what I am saying. Where it's like, the what's the end game of Daisy? What's the end game of Warzone? Like, I truly understand. I truly understand. Once again, five percent of the argument because I agree with it. I would like more end game. I would like more things to grind. It'd be cool if there were soft skills or something like that. Something to keep me invested. Cosmetics that are at a thousand hours of gameplay give me all those things in DMZ I want them that's sick but you're so obsessed with that minutia of a point that you're like you look like an idiot because you you just can't have fun then and it's like yes I get that Warzone is like it's so funny people people apply all these things and then it all just boils down to like their preference you know what I mean and it's like when you, when you engage with them they're like oh well I just like PVP it's like, okay, like, but can you acknowledge that there's a universe where people like a little bit of both? Like where it's like the PvE and the PvP. And as soon as they nope. say yeah, they they're like they're like, Oh, I'm sorry I said anything. You know what I mean? Because it's like
1: And then they walk away, like, Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry you got so offended. and then they walk away <laughs> and they're thinking like, Oh, uh, yeah, like, oh, I made my point. Clearly the other person's yeah. wrong and they're an idiot. I'm gonna go on not changing anything about my opinions or
2: my life. So it's like the end game Yes. I love like if you come from Tarkov, you're used to a certain level of like there's just like never enough stuff to grind for. But like, man, I want it too, and I'm on your team. But like it's it's such a weird thing. Stop. Stop making yourself look stupid. Do you think there should be more endgame? Yes. There's no end game in this. I'm gonna go play another game with no end game, but I just happen to enjoy a little bit better, completely based on my subjective opinions, because that's what you're saying. Like it's uh, like don't make stupid comparisons. I'm just gonna go play freaking Warzone, where there's literally no end game. Now, once again, if you like PvP, Warzones. Like if if you prefer like nonstop PvP action, if you want labs, if you want old factory. You probably want Warzone. It's just 150 people punching themselves in the face. And and that's and you so you say much non-stop, fun. you mean
1: five minutes and then 20 minutes yeah. of stop.
2: Yeah, which, yeah, which is- you, you can make that argument, absolutely. But, like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I liked Warzone. I love Battle Royales. Those games are fun. But this is a new experience to be primarily PvE. And it's, I mean, like, once again... It's the same thing. It's why Tarkov's so fun is cuz you never know if that thing you heard was an AI or was a player. Like, you know what I mean? Like I like that I can be on a mission doing a thing, fighting AI, feeling like a chat, and then a squad rolls up and then like that situation, the the uh unexpectedness of that situation in Warzone, if you hear gunshots, it's a player. If you see someone, it's a player. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's a very binary thing and I understand that. But like it's just like don't make don't be don't make such weird comparisons where like now, the reason why they're making it is because they have
1: no empathy. Yeah. It's the same reason why – I mean the people post the things they do, why they yell the things they do yeah. in crowds, why whatever. It's because they – in their minds, they think this has no interest to in me and I don't understand it. So therefore, people are all irrational if they're interested or they they, yeah. they think that they're like – the problem is is that they just can't put themselves in someone else's shoes. No. They assume they have the right answer. Yes. And then when, and then they go, well, why are you, why do you have the wrong answer? Yes. Why do you have the wrong answer? Yes.
2: Why do you have Assuming the wrong answer? Assuming that there is a right or wrong answer. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's subjective what we're asking is a very subjective <clears throat> question. It's what video game do you pre- prefer? You know what I mean? So like. No, but there's no preference. My preferences yeah, are all just that matters. Yeah, facts. Yeah, no. So there so, is the right answer. And so once again, to clarify for the inevitable YouTube comments. This game has no end game. I'm just going to play Warzone. That's a dumb statement. I'm not sure if I like DMZ or how its end game is structured. I prefer Warzone. That's a very good statement. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying, YouTube commenters? I'm not, Jesse's not saying Warzone is bad. Jesse's not saying that Warzone and DMZ don't share a lot of features. What I'm saying is just prevent yourself from sounding like an idiot. Don't say one game has no end game and it sucks, and then say, "Well, this game has no end game; it's fun." Just say you prefer the experience of one over the other, and and nobody will think you're like, I guess not. Nobody, well, I won't think you're so dumb. You know what I mean? So it's like, I totally like. I played fifteen hours of DMZ yesterday, and like, I can so understand that people don't like it. It's so much slower than Warzone. It's so much less PvP than Warzone but once again so is tarkov like i had <laughs> i had raids where i played where i killed 3 to 5 operators which are pmcs and like 70 ai and people were like well are there any players if i had a if i had a tar- like if i kill 3 people in a tarkov raid my chat's like yo gg's good raid like 3 Like, you know what I mean? Five PMCs and 60 scavs in a Tarkov raid, and the chat would be pogging out of their minds. And it would be a 45-minute thing. Yes, and DMZ, I can be in for 32 minutes, fight four players and a bunch of AI, and people are like, AI simulator, LOL. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's a a similar, I don't even want to say it's a similar experience because then people are going to be like, Jesse said it's like Tarkov. You know, it's like, so it's just a weird, the comparisons are very weird. But man, if you want, if you want, if you want to go for 20 bombs, if you want big, fat 20, 30, 40 player kills, like Warzone is your game, man. And that's totally fine. I'm probably gonna check out some Warzone myself. But it's like you know, it's like it's like we said last week where like every game is just <clears throat> chess with guns. Like you can reduce it all the way back to the original game. You know, it's all just it's all just hit me with stick and hit you with stick. It all goes back to the beginning where that was the first game ever. Like, like the compare, it's just like, we, we need the comparisons and it's so interesting. <clears throat> now I will say that, um, what, uh, nice guy, um, basically made this comparison where like everybody, because it's so new, everybody's playing shoreline and not knowing where the resort is. like, we're all just like figuring out the map. Like you can play Shoreline and if you don't know if you didn't go to the resort, you can be like this You could is- play that
1: map for like five hours and, and never make see- it to the fucking resort.
2: Well you can play that map for five hours and not see anyone if you were yeah. like if you weren't going to the resort. <clears throat> but if you were going to the resort, you could play and it would be like it's Like PvP. the School
1: in PUBG. You exactly. drop in, in the school, it's like there's nineteen <laughs> of the same blonde chicks all beating the shit out yeah. of each other.
2: <laughs> so It's kind of like that where like we started to figure that out. There's like, there's always at one specific spot on the map, a weapons case that spawns. If you approach, if a team approaches that, it triggers a dynamic event where a juggernaut will spawn and it's like a bunch of the top tier AI and the juggernaut comes down this mountain thing. And if you guys kill the juggernaut, he drops a weapons case. And when you pick up that weapons case, you're tagged. On every single other player in the raid, for the rest of the raid, I I got a notification. I didn't pay attention
1: to it because I was like doing my own thing. But it was like a a enemy team has extracted with a weapon case. I was like, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck that is. So
2: you um, so you (laughs) you're tagged on everybody else's screen. So like that's the that is the like insane PVP. Like if you wanted PVP, like me and uh me and nice guy did a raid last night where he killed eight players, and I killed five. We killed 13. It was like a quarter of the lobby that we wiped. Be- fest. Because we rate. went, yeah, because we went for the thing, and it was super intense. So it's like there's definitely still an element of that where people just, like, don't understand the game enough yet. So it's like, like the first time everybody played Shoreline, Resort wasn't the PvP spot. Everybody was just, like, walking around figuring out the map, and it slowly... It was the, fuck, it was the main road. Exactly. It was the main
1: road and the island. <laughs> yeah. Where all, everything went down.
2: And it it sank into a rhythm. So, like, there are definitely going to be places like that where, like, there will be intense PvP. It's very similar to Tarkov, where if you don't want PvP, you probably can avoid it. But if you do, then you're probably going to find it. I think it's going to ultimately be pretty similar to that. Um, Somebody, I think Overcast made this in the comments, but I've been really enjoying this. When somebody somebody says... um, This game is fun, but I feel like in three weeks it's going to lose all its players. And I'll just be like, you mean like Tarkov? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the legitimate legitimate number one criticism Mm -hmm. of Tarkov is like, (laughs) late wipe, everybody leaves. Yeah. Yep. So, I will say, so what we've talked about, they did uber well, the AI, the power fantasy. I think the map is so good. Now, I don't know if the map is as good. Like, there are some maps from Warzone 1 that people really liked called Dara Verdansk. I don't know any about those. So I don't know if this map is better than those maps. But coming from Tarkov, Tarkov's maps are the best in the business. But what I'm saying is coming from Tarkov, having a map this big, that's this traversable with infinite sprint and vehicles and helicopters and... Dynamic events everywhere. There's 800 of those little green phones, and each of those little green phones represents one of maybe six or seven different types of missions that actually take you to traverse around the map. There's other dynamic events like the boss helicopter, the juggernaut. There's random named bosses that drop cool loot that aren't can't be tracked. You just stumble onto them. There's boat missions. There's... It's like, it, like the there's map... No, there's probably more content on that one map than
1: there is in fucking Tarkov in terms of yeah. quests and everything. Yeah.
2: So like the map, that's a d- And they're actually probably richer and far <laughs> more interesting. <laughs> that the map is a massive W. It feels alive. There's always stuff to do. There's AI everywhere. You're making a lot of noise. You have to traverse like it's the map to me is a W. It feels really really cool. Um and then the quests, I don't know if you ever got into the quests, but like there's more quests than I thought there would be. I did too. Um so there's the four quests at tier one for the first trader or the first faction giver. And then when you get to tier, so basically oh God, I didn't do anything with factions. <laughs> well, yeah, those are the quests. So basically like when you click, I just had three quests. Yeah. So there's those three quests. When you complete all three for that quest giver, you unlock the tier two quests and there's seven of them and you unlocked the second quest giver. So now you have two quest givers and each of them have seven quests. When you get both of those people to their tier three quests, so seven quests, then you get to tier two, seven quests, then you get to tier three, you unlock the third giver. And when you get all three to level five, so like seven times five plus seven times five plus seven times five, that's how you unlock your- 105? Your third insured slot. Damn, if you did that, I'd be impressed. I guess seven, what is seven times? 35 times
1: three. Yeah. 105
2: you're the best saying so there's a hundred and five quests or around there so like yeah the quests aren't the most engaging in the world but once again where are we coming from you and me you know what i mean like kill 63 scavs with your left pinky toe you know what i mean or the jaeger daily tasks you know what i mean so like um so there's a lot of quests and, and what's interesting is, like, unlike Tarkov, where you can complete 17 quests in a raid if you stack them up, you can only have three quests active, which is kind of a bummer, but also kind of nice because it, it means that you, like, have to keep playing to finish the quests. You know what I mean? Like, there, you can't yeah. just get them done. Dailies or weeklies, I think, would be sick in this game, too, because, like, it just adds that level of dynamism for, like, extra XP or, like, a blueprint for a weekly or something. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. So there's lots of quests.
1: Yeah, I mean, I only did like two of them, and then I had that that last thing. I was just like, I was like too emotionally exhausted. Yeah, all of that buildup and everything, <laughs> dude. It was like it was like dying in the final circle. You know, yep. of PUBG. You just feel so sad. Like, yep. no, it was like killing the last person, being like, oh my god, I won, and then like dying to the. Yeah. To the smoke because you realized that you were standing in the wrong spot. Like that's what it felt like dying in the fucking helicopter.
2: Mm-hmm. Like you see,
1: th- dude, three, two, one, four, three, three, two. I'm dead.
2: Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, unbelievable. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's been a really enjoyable experiment experience <clears throat> once again. The ma- like before the game even launched the largest criticisms were already addressed like the the blog that they released the day before dmz went out they like signed it off with like we are excited to continue to provide additional reasons for the players to extract and provide additional uses for cash outside of raid that was the last line of the dmz section the day before it launched so mm-hmm. it's like where's the end game where's the end game like they've already acknowledged that they're in, they're they're doing it it's launched as a beta, and like Call of Duty is set up so perfectly. You've got the Battle Pass, you've got the seasons. There, like the the whole like Warzone, they folded that in. Where like they folded in the Warzone and the multiplayer. There's the the Battle Pass tiers, the XP, the blueprints, the new guns that come seasonally. Like there's a gun in Call of Duty, the M13. You can only get that gun in Call of Duty by playing the DMZ and killing one of the bosses. You can't unlock it nice. by playing multiplayer. So like they've added cool stuff like that, so it's like they're already in a blueprint for like, adding awesome content, and then on top yeah. of that, they've directly spoken to the largest criticisms of the game and said that they're working on it, so like I, like I think they're, I think there stance to reason that there's a possibility that like, 6 to 12 months from now, like DMZ is like, a really fleshed out game mode like Warzone yeah. didn't warzone didn't become the warzone you know top 10 most streamed games on twitch in a a year you know what i mean like they like really added tons of features that made that battle royale really unique and really fun compared to other ones and that's why it dominated who's to say that that doesn't happen for dmz too? you know yeah i wonder i wonder how long it's going to
1: take for it to like what, what will what would kill it is if it just got overrun with cheaters yes um especially because it's free well wait a minute it's not free it's just it's free don't you have to see uh, there were some articles and i was just kind of like reading <laughs> the headline and some of the I, I was trying to find a fucking picture for a thumbnail so i wasn't really paying yeah. much attention to the details um but it was like I, I was under the impression that you had to buy the game but when they said free it was the new game mode you didn't have to buy no that when it came out yeah so
2: warzone has been free like Warzone for years Warzone has been free and like DMZ is a part of Warzone <clears throat> so it's the same install so like you literally if you don't have the game right now you just go to BattleNet or Steam or whatever and just click install Warzone it's going to install 50 gigs 100 gigs whatever it is and it'll now there's going to they're going to try every opportunity to get you to buy the $70 game but yeah, you can, yeah, you okay. can play Warzone and DMZ for free
1: Yeah see, so to me to me what it feels like is it is a <clears throat> In many ways, it, it, it's kind of like you're talking about the, the the intensity curve. Yeah, of like BRs. It's like intense at the beginning, then it's dead, and then if you survive, it's intense again. Yeah. Whereas Tarkov is like dead, 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 dead. Well, actually, it depends on the map. It's either yeah. like it's either exactly the same. Yeah. Where it's except the the intensity of. Like the the big spike in intensity at the end is not at the end of anything other yeah. than when you like it's it might be five minutes in it exactly. might be fifty minutes in you don't know when it's gonna be because it could just happen out of nowhere and there might <laughs> be multiple and um it feels like this has like a a much higher average yes. with maybe not as high of a peak yes so it's like a much more condensed it's it's high octane high action when you die it's you don't have like the lowest of the low feelings yeah. like you do in Tarkov. Yep. Um it definitely just feels like uh a, a more a less like toxic and I mean dare I say more casual. Yeah. Which again is not a fucking not bad, a bad thing. Not a bad
2: thing. Yeah. Um absolutely. Yeah. but, but and, and and they deliver that you're exactly right. A really good way to put that is like if you know we've got the graph and like you know it it doesn't start at the bottom of the graph. The whole raid, the, what they do a really good job of is delivering intensity, well, not necessarily intensity, but delivering action to you 24-7. You can't run really, in and there's AI. Yes. I like
1: ran up the stairs and there's yeah. AI right and there. but you can't but get
2: from point to point without getting in a fight. So that action is not as intense as fighting other players, right? Because there's always so much more at stake when you're fighting players. You want to win. But it's not war zone in the mid game where you're just running across the map and finding nothing. So it's like a constant stream. And then you get these spikes when you run into players. And then once you hit a certain point in the map, it's just an upward curve because you're like racing the radiation. You're racing to the extract with the other people. And yep. so it does kind of compress it and make it a little bit more casual in the best way where you're always doing something, you're always feeling like a god, you're always feeling like an operator, and then you have these moments of really intense fights, really intense moments, you're racing against the clock, um, and when you die, it doesn't feel as bad as dying in Tarkov. It's not as low. So it's like, i that's a good way to put it, and I really like where it is. And do I think it's perfect? No. But I like it as a start. <clears throat> yeah.
1: For sure. Yep. I mean, it's... It, it's just like food man like you like spicy food you're gonna have to deal with it later on maybe you like a little you know maybe you like i, I can't think of any more food metaphors but this, <laughs> some, sometimes people really prefer one kind of food sometimes yep. people like all kinds of food some people don't like one particular kind of food yeah. at all and they're gonna stay away from it that's fine just like stop fucking pretending like your yeah. preferences are the only preferences. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. it is really- I got five guys coming on the way.
2: Uber <sighs> Eats. That's got amazing.
1: That hamburger and a nice little, little shake.
2: Cajun fries?
1: No, I didn't get the Cajun fries. Everything's okay. Listen, Cajun fries is like Tarkov. Everybody's like, "Did you get Cajun fries, bro?" I'm like, "No, I got honestly, regular fries." I'm like, "Oh, you didn't get Five Guys if you didn't get the Cajun fries, you fucking casual."
2: Honestly, though, like I asked because I do like their Cajun fries, but two two things. One, if I'm Door Dashing Five Guys, honestly, probably skip the the Cajun fries. They're sixty nine dollars, and they're they're just gonna be soggy when they get home. Nice. Two. The, like five guys fries aren't that good honestly whoa dude okay whoa what the whoa what the fuck I'm sorry what the fuck yeah they're not that great the only thing that makes them good is the Cajun seasoning McDonald's fries are better objectively not an opinion it's a fact <laughs> I'm just oh, saying my, oh
1: my god <laughs> Once the, again, I'm taking applications for a new co-host <laughs> for the
2: podcast they're, because their burgers make up for it S tier, but the fries are like C tier. Interesting. Now, see
1: what I. So we we just talked about all these things, all these things that are subjective, and what yeah, I, will and I was say joking is that,
2: about the objectiveness. Somebody in no, chat's going to somebody on the YouTube. Comment.
1: No, of course, but I'm not joking when I say that. Um, in and out burgers fries are objectively the worst fries on planet earth.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed Completely in those. fries utterly, dude, I took Ghost
1: Freak. Literally, we went. Yeah. And I took Ghost Freak because I was driving him around when we had TwitchCon. And I was, you know, he was kind of like, I'm here. I really want to get, you know, I really want to get in and out. And I'm did like in and in and out is one of those things like when I go to California, I'm gonna get an In and Out burger because I feel like I have to do it and yep. they don't have it up. But they're not they're 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 good. Yeah. But the fries are complete and utter fucking I was like, I, I said, dude, they're they're gonna be cold. They're yeah. gonna taste like cardboard, they're gonna taste like raw potato, and there will be no seasoning. There's no there's no salt, there's just nothing on it. Yeah. And he got it and he took the first bite. He's like, yo, your description was spot on. <laughs> and then the next day before the podcast, <laughs> I took him to five guys, and he, I've never seen a man yeah. inhale burger and fries so quickly. in his life he's like yeah man you're on to something here
2: i I mean i agree i would take i would probably take five guys fries over in and out fries for sure but like there are so many better ways to make fries like i get that they're just it's like the rough and tumble you just take a potato you leave the skim on you just hack it up and it's thick but they're just not as crispy they're a little soggy in the middle they don't really the cajun seasoning is good but like the only sauce i'm a sauce connoisseur all right and it's just like ketchup You know what I mean? Like, there's no five guys sauce. There's no honey mustard. There's like you can ask for barbecue, but I feel like, like, dude, when I, dude, I'm a sauce.
1: You're a connoisseur, connoisseur. and you're you're saying that McDonald's. Oh god. Well, no. Listen, I'm I'm not not comparing McDonald's McDonald's sauces. McDonald's fries. It's the generic salty vector to put ketchup in your mouth. That's what it is. That's why they're good. All all fries are.
0: No, I mean that's dude. All
1: fries. When you have a nice, our sauce thickly, thickly cut, crispy fry with maybe a little bit of the skin on it, and you know, the Five Guys is the closest you'll get to fast food being okay. But listen, I mean, I feel like we're going to have to go to couples therapy <laughs> to make our way. Listen,
2: that being said, I would like never say no. I don't want to go to Five Guys. Like their burgers are just so good. So fucking but good. But the fries, dude, have you ever been to a PDQ? It's a chicken place negative they have really good fries they have waffle fries that are like make chick-fil-a's fries literally taste like cardboard after you have pdq fries the fry cast
1: it's now the fry cast fry
2: where the fuck is there a pdq i don't know i mean they're all over jacks but like i hadn't really seen one before then dude i drove down to uh new orleans
1: way back in the day when i was driving my sister she went to college at, at university of new orleans for like a year and uh, we drove I drove her I drove 24 hours straight her Scion TC with a patched like half flat oh tire God. with like everything she owned <laughs> in the car. And that had approximately 11 square feet of like it was like I was driving and there was like you know, a desk leg over yeah. my shoulder. And it was th- and it was with my sister. It was the most miserable 24 hours of my life. But I we, we passed by maybe 150,000 um Waffle Houses, and I'm like, yeah. I gotta, I'm sick of looking at these. I have to fucking stop and get it. And I was like, oh, it's like a Wendy's got addicted to meth.
3: <laughs> no, I wait, like Did that, I say dude. Wendy's?
1: I meant sorry, Denny's. Denny's. Yeah. Not Wendy's. Denny's. Yeah, that's it was actually the, it's, Wendy did never. It's Wendy's like, away. Yeah, Denny's, yeah. Denny's
2: drug addict cousin is Waffle House. And Denny's yeah. is already. Not great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Denny's is like the guy that like dropped out of high school because of drugs or whatever, but like not hard stuff, just kind of lazy or whatever. Yeah. Waffle House is like the one that you see now that has like, never mind. I, I'm now
2: I will say <laughs> Waffle House is the go to after midnight place to eat though. when your standards are so much lower because you're exhausted. It's so good. You like, need to tell me if there's a Denny's on one side of the street and a Waffle House on the other, you're going to go to Waffle House? Legitimately, it depends on what you're, like, the time wasted at 2
1: a.m.? Yep.
2: Damn, Six son. 6 a.m., I'm going to Denny's. 2 a.m., I am going to Waffle House. I don't think I would choose. I'm, I'll go to Waffle House if it's, like, if
1: it's like two exits closer. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, beggars can't be choosers. If I'm yeah. hammered and it's 2 a.m., I'm going to fucking... I'm going to yeah. enjoy me some Waffle House, but... Yeah
2: yeah <laughs>
1: but um okay
2: well <laughs> dude, I love- well i'm glad that you've got five guys on the way i'm jealous i did have pizza for dinner
1: yeah because of my uh my whole like esophageal fucking issues oh, yeah. i'm literally like no i pe- i'm not eating pizza i'm not so eating much. like pasta with red sauce i've been drinking fucking water dude like yeah my my pee was clear for the first time in 30 <laughs> years the other day <laughs>
2: Oh, God.
1: Which I hear is a good thing. I've but heard, honestly, I I've, guess. Is I've okay? always preferred it to be like Mountain Dew green. You Yeah, know? highlighter that, yellow. I want to turn the light off and I want that shit to glow. That's how I know I'm getting all the right yeah, yeah, vitamins yeah, yeah, and yeah. minerals. Yep. And chemicals. Yep. That reminds me. I, I can literally do like a, a 90 second story time. That somehow feels appropriate here really <laughs> quickly. One day. I was driving down the road. I was leaving. This is when I commuted. Okay. Uh, I commuted uh, one semester of college. I was driving down the road, and it was like the beginning of a blizzard. And there was like a a little bit of a bigger, older woman with like a coat, but like no hood, no gloves, just walking on the sidewalk. Mm. And I'm like, I can't let this lady walk in the bl- – like, yeah. what the – so I pull over <laughs> – and I'm like, do you need a ride? Assuming that she'd be like, no. You know, she's like, sure. And she, and I'm like, <laughs>
2: what have I oh, done? Okay, well,
1: that escalated quickly. So I'm like, so where are we going? And she's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just tell you as we go. And I'm like, so I'm already kind of like, what? I'm,
2: no, no, she's no. Like, I don't
1: know the, a- I don't know the address. But I'm like, unacceptable oh. answer. <laughs> And of course we're going towards like, you know, I grew up in like the suburbs, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. upper middle class part. But there's there's a part of the city I grew up in where it's like it's not the greatest part, you know, but it's it's also like not like it's Detroit or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, you know, people were shot and stabbed, but in very small numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I'm she's directing me into this thing. And then at some point she pulls out a paper and it's like a notebook paper. And it has From not even on the lines, but like, you know, the margin above and the margins on the side, like if you ripped out from the top inch to the bottom right inch was handwritten in the most furious pen with like highlighted in like red and highlighted in yellow. This dude, I if I knew I was going to be a content creator, I would have had this framed and held on to it. I don't know what I did with it. I think I just threw it out the next time I went to like the dumpster to clean my car out. It was all about the government's microwave technology oh, to take over your no. brains and the aliens. And I'm like, "Lady, you need to tell me where I'm dropping you." So it, it, I end up going in like the the, the, the ghetto, basically. Up, and I she's like, "Pull over there," and there's like three dudes that were scary to to my fucking suburban ass. And as I pull over, they like start walking towards the car. I'm just like, "Get out of the fucking car! Get out of the car!" And all I had, all I had from that was the, the the sheet, which I wish I had to this day about the the microwave technology. Bro. I'll never know. I'll never know this this woman's story. But now you all have my story. <sighs>
2: she knew, bro. Chills, okay, Kona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Every time I go to the microwave, I think for one second, I'm like, mm,
2: wait a minute, It's government? Am I nah. giving some brainwaves nah, over?
1: I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I'm the type of person that puts like the hot pocket in, and I just
2: yeah stare forehead the on the glass <laughs> you know bro imagine if you had done that in the time of the 5g <laughs> it would have been an entire moleskin written furiously
1: that was my naive you know trying to be uh trying to be the the, the the guy that did the good yeah, thing i think gentleman. today if i saw someone walking down the road I'd be like Nah, for you on your own yeah. fuck off i just keep driving <laughs> you see this blizzard man get out of here yeah yeah like you could be patient zero i don't what am i gonna do i'm not i'm not picking you up i know I, i'm like do you have any notebook paper on you if you don't i'll let you in the car but
2: <laughs> oh that's so good
1: anyway that's story time story time Zaratos.
2: we should ret- we should reprise this
1: i've got a list of stories that i've been wanting to tell i i, I did a, like the equivalent of a fucking high-speed car chase that was condoned by the police which was amazing in the middle of a snowstorm, a uh drunk driver crashed like six times in front of me uh another woman had oh, i've got so many stories i've got so many wow. stories. wow i should i should i should add the bullet points to our little notes here yeah story time story time <laughs> Seizure, lady. <laughs> uh, drunk driver, high speed chase. How are these um, real? Yeah, no. I, I I've I've got a list somewhere.
2: That's incredible. That's incredible.
1: I've had an interesting life.
2: I love it, and I want more of it.
1: Yeah, and you need to learn about <laughs> the Borg. You want to? When you described like the word assimilate. As if that Hmm. was like a novel word in your vocabulary. Like, oh, that was a great word for it. I instantly knew that you had no idea what the Borg was. And so now you need to Google. Well, I'll Google. I'll get you the link. The Borg. I bet you they have a Wikipedia page. Listen, I didn't watch Star Trek, but. um,
2: At least I know. But my dad did. The general direction we're leaning now. Star Trek. Yeah. I understood. Send me the Borg.
1: There's the Wikipedia page. I put it in chat. Listen, I'm not gonna try to explain it because the actual, like, real Trekkies would probably crucify both of us. <laughs> but I know enough to know <laughs> yeah, that the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Borg and their cube they assimilate. That's incredible.
2: Anyway. Well, that's uh that's the stuff. Not a whole lot happening in Tarkov. Hopefully we get more stuff soon. Um DMZ is <laughs> DMZ is fun and uh, just shut up about it if you don't think so. And uh, some lady tried to convince Veritas of the truth about the microwave radiation and he didn't Read the literature! and he didn't want to listen. So I think that's about it. But uh Dude, the the audio listeners aren't getting any of this. (laughs)
1: I'm doing every every possible hand trick I possibly can here.
2: Um, the secret word, if you made it this far, is well, you need to type the uh, fast food restaurant with the best fries.
1: Oh, God. I've never wanted to avoid a YouTube comment section <laughs> more than I'm going to.
2: I need... Listen, what we need to do is we need... If you've made it this far, then you understand us. And we need to outnumber the, the amount of people that are going to make comments about things we actually like talk about in the video. You know what I mean? Like where we say something and they're like you should have talked about this. No, they're going to make this. comments about us. Yeah. We need to outnumber yeah. them with french fry ratings. Okay?
1: That's the goal. Agreed.
2: But guys, thank you so much for hanging. Uh, this will be live early next week. Maybe we'll get some Tarkov news, but if not, love you. We'll see you next time. Peace.